Amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Tom. We're going to go ahead and start uh, with uh, going through our family family meeting and vision meeting. And Tom's going to start us off, and there's going to be several people sharing in different aspects of ministry today. And so I just want to encourage you to uh, allow the Lord to uh, uh, speak to your heart. You know, some of this today, as we talk about the vision for 2013, some of the areas of ministry here at New Covenant, you may even be stirred to get involved. You know, every one of us in this place, God has a call on our lives, and we need to be busy doing the kingdom. Amen? And so as we talk today, maybe there's going to be an area in, of ministry that we talk about where your heart's quickened, where God wants you to get involved in. I pray that you use this time not just to listen, but to ask the Lord for yourself, Lord, what am I to be involved in? And so uh, be encouraged in that. If we could just, we're going to pass out the, the, um, the, the pack. If we could do one per family, that would help make sure everybody gets one, and uh, we'll... Uh, We'll get them passed out right now, and then Tom can share. Amen. Did you feel the presence of God this morning? I hope you still feel it. Because he didn't go anywhere. He is still right here. The fact that he lives inside of us means he's always near. But I appreciate the tangible manifestation of God's presence. It's a real life experience, amen. Did everybody, every family get one? Are you serious? We're out? Really? Oh my goodness. One per family? We have over 60 families. Who else needs one? Who else needs one? Michelle, give yours up, please. Oh, good. We'll make more. Okay, youth, we're going we're gonna to look over shoulders over there, okay? Seriously. <laughs> Chad, over here. Mike? All right. Now we've got extra. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Give it. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> okay. Well, as you can tell from the cover this year, we are really feeling strongly from the Lord that this is going to be a year where we focus on the kingdom. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Flip it over and open it up, and you can see there's a couple of good reasons why we really want to focus on the kingdom. Right there in Matthew 6.10, it says what? It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is what we believe is the heartbeat of the Lord this year for us is that this is a, a passage, a scripture, a prayer. You know, this is right in the Lord's Prayer. You know, our Father who art in heaven, right? This scripture, this passage, this part right here, we feel like this one uh, part of the scripture that we really seriously need to come into agreement with. Jesus taught us to pray this. This is the, the mandate of the Lord since the beginning of his ministry. 
that we would pray this way, that we would come into agreement. And that's what we feel like this year is all about. We have to come into agreement with what Jesus says. And he said may you, to pray that your kingdom, the Father's kingdom, would come and that his will would be done on the earth just like in heaven. Did you know that there's no sickness in heaven? Do you realize there's no divorce in heaven? There's no poverty in heaven. Do you know kids aren't wayward in heaven? You know parents aren't wayward in heaven? <laughs> there is an entire paradigm that it is our job as people of a kingdom to bring and pull down to this planet. This is not just my mandate. This isn't just Eric's mandate or any leader's mandate. This is every average normal Christian's mandate. That we would seek first the kingdom. That's the other part. A year of seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And sometimes we confuse his kingdom with my kingdom. Because I've got one. It's a fancy one. It doesn't get me anywhere, but hey, sometimes I like to be the king, and we all have that problem at times. So, so the call for the Lord to us is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and we didn't put the rest in there, but we all know what it is, right? And all these things, everybody say all these things, all these things will be added to you. Now that's a paradox, you see, instead, our, the, our consumer mentality that we've been hearing about, Pastor Bill Roberts and Lynn Furrow, they've been talking about this consumer mentality, right? Well, well you know, the, the, the world tells us that you've got to seek after your own stuff. If you want something, go get it, man. Go borrow and get it. Debt's okay. If you want something, just take it. This is a shift in paradigm. This is a new focus that we need to really enter into. It's not new as far as time and history goes. But this is something where the spotlight of heaven is, is, is really focused on for us. It is time for you and it is time for me to seek another kingdom that isn't your own. And that is where we're going this year. That is really the heart of what we feel God is calling us to do as a ministry, as the people of God. We are all members of this kingdom, and it is our responsibility to agree with the prayer of Jesus, and it is our responsibility to come into the agreement to this commandment, to seek first his kingdom. Can you say amen to that? So we're going to do some things here. We've got some... These are just some big ideas, and I encourage you, if you if, while anyone is sharing, if you have a question, write it down. We're not taking questions right now. This isn't the time. If you have a question, write it down, and please go to that person and ask all you want, especially when we get to the financial report. There's always somebody who's got a question about that. Wait till after church, okay? Amen. So as we make this shift, we're, we're going to focus again on growing up, and we've already started talking about this, right? Amen? And so, so part of this thing of growing up and seeking first something that isn't going to, you know, that's not my kingdom, is this, we're going to forsake 
this childishness, right? And I talked about how it's, there's a difference between childlikeness and childishness. Childishness is selfish, self-preservation type of living. And we're going to forsake that. God is calling us that as we seek first his kingdom, that we put away childish things. Remember when the apostle Paul said, you know, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. I did the things a child did. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that's the question I believe that's before every one of you as an individual. Are we going to become men and women? Or are we going to stay as children? That's where God's calling us. And so we're growing up and we're, we're going to embrace, not run from our spiritual tests. Wasn't that a good message that Lynn shared a few weeks ago? We're going to embrace that. Oh, and it's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie. It's not a test for nothing. It's not a test for nothing. And so we're going to embrace these things. We're going to encourage one another when we watch each other go through it. Because it ain't my week this week, it's probably yours. But when it's my week, please, help. I want to help you. We've got to embrace it and we've got to encourage each other not to get out. Get out of the test. Because that's what we want to do. We want to escape. Oh, this is too much pressure. Too much pressure. I can't. No, you can Jesus said, and in Christ, you can do all things. So we're going to embrace spiritual tests this year. And we're going, to, we're going to focus on living in the kingdom paradigm, not the personal paradigm. There is a personal component to the kingdom, but, but the focus, again, is not me. It's his kingdom. That it would come. And I would be blessed by that coming. We get to this place where we're tired of waiting. And so we go ahead and we bless ourselves. We comfort ourselves. We ease ourselves. We can't wait for our, our breakthrough, so we break through for ourselves. We have to put an end to that. And live in a kingdom paradigm where, where when we seek first his kingdom, then when we put his will above our own, all these things are added to us. And we're going to continue to tighten the ship on Sunday mornings. We really feel the Lord is, is, is calling us to really streamline how things go on Sunday mornings. You know, we've already begun to do that with our altar ministry as we've we've been we've we've put this altar ministry together with Barb's leadership and and we're we're directing that over there. We're directing it. If you need prayer, go there. If you want to pray for somebody, come over here. So that we keep this place safe and in order. Safe and in order. If you've been around in Charismania for any time, you know there are crazy people out there. And they float in when they hear about God. When God shows up at a place, all the crazies come. And so we've got to tighten the ship so that there is some streamlined Holy Ghost power and presence. And so that means the words we get. You may not get to talk every time you have a twitch. 
we're going to filter. Just because you want to pray for somebody doesn't mean you need to right now. If you have something to say and it's not scriptural, we're probably going to correct it. And as a spirit of gentleness and love. So we're going to tighten the ship as we grow up. And this isn't to put fear in our hearts. This isn't to shut down the gifts. It's to push you harder into the heart of God. Grow up. Give a solid word. You know, we learned in the loving our kids on purpose, and Danny Silk taught about our, our words when we talked to our kids. And he, he said, you know, are your words like pennies? Just flicking pennies and they mean nothing? Or are your words expensive? Are they weighty? And so sometimes we're going to collect some of the, the, the nickel and dime words and we're going to create a dollar bill and give it. But that should be all of our desire. God, I want to give $10 words. <laughs> I want to give $20 words. I mean, I want to give a word that is impactful. That's something we'll remember because it's from you. And so we're going to tighten the ship as we grow up. We're also making a shift. We've been talking about this, and I know some of this isn't new at all. But we are moving from baby bottles to hand grenades. That's an equipping uh, analogy. That's an equipping metaphor. That we're going to give you something besides baby's food. We've already started that way, but we're going to continue to do that on purpose. And we're going to remind you when you want the bottle, are you sure you want the bottle? Because the Lord said it's time to have some hand grenades. And the way we're going to do some of that is we're going to continue. We're doing this. There's going to be a shift in worship. We're going to shift from sometimes what can come off as a me-centered worship that we experience here. You know, God's presence is powerful. And man, when it's powerful and it's, it's on us, we can really sometimes gravitate too much to our own personal needs. And I feel like the Lord's been revealing to me that, that sometimes we come and we're just waiting for worship to get over so I can get prayer. Hurry up and sing your song so I can get ministered to. And I think God needs to adjust us. He's, he's adjusting us already. And he's, it's about him. Worship is about him. When we're childish and we're young and we're immature, it's all about me. But when we grow up, we realize it's about him. And so we're going to talk more about that. And, and we're just giving you just the mountaintops. <laughs> we're going to teach and share on what these shifts are going to look like. We're going to help it so there's a bridge that we can all get on. Because there's a real glory that God wants to impart to us. I mean, we've experienced a good taste of the Lord. But there's a, there is something that God really wants to dump. And it's not going to happen with immature worship. And so we're going to make a shift. We're going to continue. We're also going to be making a shift from a pastorally dominated church culture to an apostolic culture. Corinthians, it says, in the church, he has set first apostles, then prophets, and then teachers. 
gifts of healing, workers of miracles, administration, and on and on it goes. We really feel that as we become this thing that God has prophesied to us, even through Denny Kramer the last summer, that the part of that shift is that we, we, we get in our government alignment. We're going to get in alignment. We're going we're to start to live the word of God. And so we just want, we're going to make shifts and we're going to, we're going to do things that, that are going to um, elevate apostolic and prophetic ministry. Because there's to be first in the church. And of course, shifting from an inward fo- focus to an outward focus. You know, for years, um, we have been really working hard to get everyone healthy here. You know, back in 2006, 2007, you know, Eric and I, as we had more vision than we could uh, facilitate, you know, it re- we realized that there's a real unhealthiness in marriages. There's an unhealthiness when it comes to parents and their kids and how they're raising them. There was an unhealthiness in, in our finances. And we realized that people cannot do ministry when they're worried about paying bills. People cannot do ministry when their marriage is falling apart. They just don't have the capacity to think about someone else. And so we have started a campaign of freedom. And we really feel like we're kind of, we're on a wave of of health that's begun to come to our people. And so it's, we're going to move from the navel gazing What's wrong with me? How can I get better? How can my life be easier? Sozo, Theo, Victor, prayer, help me, help me, help me. Those are powerful tools. We're never going to stop doing those things, but it is time. At some point, you have to grow up and think about someone else's problem. You have to. And that's what an outward focus is about. Because the world is dying, and we're losing an entire generation of youth because I can't manage my life anyway. But we're shifting. God's bringing freedom to our lives. Amen. Is anyone freer now than they were seven years ago? I hope so. (laughs) Because I have a letter of resignation if this doesn't go well. (laughs) I obviously have failed. (laughs) Good luck, Eric. I hope you can make it. Amen. That's covenant. Giving up your right to quit. And of course, we're going to continue this year in identity. And, and breakthrough comes when we get more revelation on who the character of God is. Faith is built on the character of knowing the character of God. Our beliefs are built on the character of God. If you have a faulty uh, understanding or paradigm of who God is, it wrecks everything. And so we're going to continue to drive who God is into our hearts here. And we're going to continue this year uh, recognizing and releasing spiritual gifts. We've got to call it out. We've got to impart it. We've got to equip it. We've got to raise it up. We've got to have everyone doing their part. This thing, you know, the the trend is in in churches that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. That's ridiculous because there's something in the Bible that says all of you have been called. All of you have been called. 
and for only 20% of the people in the room to do 80% of the work is absolutely ridiculous. And so we're going to continue to equip you whether you like it or not. We're going to put pressure on you to serve. We're going to put pressure on you to give. We're going to put pressure on you to be a help to someone else. We're not going to apologize. You still have freedom to choose, but you better not. Yeah. So we're going to continue to intentionally bring in and raise up five-fold ministers to equip our church. We need outside influences, but we need to continue to raise up those who are here who have that equipping call on their life to be a blessing to the church here and in the region. We're going to continue living Malachi 4.6, where fathers and mothers are turning their hearts to children and children turning their hearts to fathers and mothers. This isn't just last year's business. This is, this is the new now. We're going to continue down this path of honoring each other, turning our hearts to each other, loving, honoring, inspiring each other, treating each other as being powerful and capable and responsible. Just like God treated Saul. Even though Saul tried to play the victim, God treated him still like he was a king. And he held him responsible. And so we're going to hold each other responsible as we love each other. And then as far as identity goes, we've got some new identity pieces that help uh, are going to help, I believe, um, give us a higher profile in the community. We've created a, like a probably a year ago or more, we voted on a website logo and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to show off some of our new, brand new website that we have uh, got as soon as the guys get it up. As a matter of fact, um, if you look in the seats in front of you, we also have a new guest information card that's a part of that whole thing. And so this is our new church website. You can clap now. There you go. So this is our front page when anybody goes to www.myncwc.com. And so this is kind of our banner page where little advertisements of different ministries that we are offering. As you can see at the bottom, we've got some links. But we're just going to go through real quick through all the top um, so we're on the home page. So next one is who we are. And here's just a welcome page that lets people know we're glad you found us and kind of goes down um, to our values so that people can get a real good, real quick snapshot about what we're about, who we are, um, our statement of faith. That, that's kind of important to some people. And so that's the who we are piece. And then we've got the what to expect and we just got a little snippet about the different aspects of our Sunday morning service, our message, uh, what's that all about, our music, why do we do what we do, our atmosphere that we try to create here as far as the vibe, um, and, and talk about the people and, and how you will feel welcome here, and then our culture of um, building up and honoring um, people. And next, we have a list of all our ministries that um, are here at New Covenant, and so they'll be able to go through here and... We'll have, uh, we've got emails for people um, to be able to contact a specific people who lead different aspects of ministries, children's ministry, Flip 180, 
uh, senior high, we got Celebrate Recovery, Connect Groups, uh, Transformation Center, Prayer and Deliverance, Care Team, Evangelism, Worship. Also on this is a count, um, no, yeah, go ahead and hit, you can hit the New Covenant University, and then this is just a page talking about New Covenant University and what it's all about. And it's got a little calendar here where um, current events will be showing up as we input them. Um, so you'll be able to see when things are going, at what time, and if you click on it, I think you'll probably go to like the calendar piece, or there you go, it'll give you a little um, details about what's going on, where it's at. Yeah, it's really neat. And then, um, let's see, next is the calendar. This will be, uh, this is a calendar where you'll be able to uh, see what's going on. Obviously, nothing's happening in February. But go ahead and flip it over to March, and uh, you can see that when, when stuff is showing up, it'll be right here on the calendar, you know, things that affect most of the church. We probably won't put your birthday on here. Too bad. That's why we have Facebook. But here we'll have all of our events, and um, there's going to be a function that we have here where you can actually sign up for um, and we're going to get to that later, but where you can do email notifications. So let's say you want to know when the youth ministry does something. You can sign up for the email notification on the youth ministry, and whenever they send out an email blast about, hey, we're going to do this, you'll get an email. If uh, For prayer, if you want to be, um, we're going to hopefully streamline the prayer chain so that it's not, you know, six different people hitting replies and, you know, oh, I didn't get it. Hopefully, we'll be able to get it through here. So if you've got a prayer request, you can email it to that email address. And then those who want to receive those prayer requests will get them. So, but we're going to talk about that and show you how to set that up later. On our media piece, this is now going to be where our podcast will be. So we've already started uploading um, some of the... Uh, there's uh, the last two that I did, and then the other one was uh, we've got Eric's uh, all the way back to refusing rejection. And so this is going to be the new home. And what's going to be cool about this is, you know, it's all here. You'll be able to flip through each album. You'll be able to listen. And then, um, yeah, over there, actually, if you want to listen to a message, you'll just click on it right there. And then it'll load it down here. And then you hit listen, and it'll stream it right here on the website. You'll be able to download it, or you can actually email and recommend it to a friend or give a comment about it. Hopefully, it's positive. Okay, you heretic, why were you sharing Sunday? No. So we'll also be able to put videos here. We have unlimited space, so this is going to be a great place to go and uh, share with people as you go. So... Um, Okay, so next then we have our Connect. Um, this is going to focus on our Connect groups and just that they're the heart and soul of our church and a list of all the groups. We're going to put some pictures here. Um, it's still, we're still working in this and developing it, but um, this is going to be where you can find out about that. And then this is a piece that I'm really uh, excited about so that it makes our website super functional. This is a, a page that has when people need something. And we've got it all listed out, food, clothing, housing, and utility, child care. And if they go over here and they click the more info, it actually we have put on here every service that's in the county that we know of. So if you need food, here's all the pantries. We've got times, phone numbers. I'm sure some things will get out of date. But, but right now there's a whole bunch of stuff, clothing, housing, 
You know, some have obviously more information than others, all the way down to childcare, you know, prescription medical assistance, life controlling issues, employment, education, emotional, marriage problems, loneliness, and personal improvement. Just want to create this resource so this can be somewhere, hey, you need help, go to the website. That it's not just New Covenant. I mean, we've got other churches info on here as well because we're promoting the kingdom. And so this is a great place to send people when they need help. And then our contact page is just, uh, it's got a map of us, so you can get Google directions. And then we've got our address, phone number, and Facebook link, um, so on. And then all our ministry um, heads are on here as well. So you like the new logo? Pretty cool. This is going to be a great way to reach out and to direct people so that they can, because now people are checking out their websites before they come to church even. And so that's why this is so important, and this is, uh, I'm really excited about this. Amen. Okay, so some events. MyNCWC.com. MyNCWC.com. And we're going to do a digital Sunday. Whoever brings their laptop, their smartphone, their whatever, and we're going to hook you up digitally. We're going to show you how to do everything you should know to be a powerful Christian on the Internet. We're going to do Facebook. We're going to talk about Spotify. We're going to do it all. It's going to be good. Yeah. Like our church? Sure, link to it. Yeah. Amen. Okay, myncwc.com. And we're going to have more new tithe envelopes. They just didn't get printed in time, so sorry. All right, let's keep moving quickly. So as far as events, we've got the new uh, spring trimester of classes. We've been talking about those for a long time. We've got the fellowship dinner that uh, Chris spoke about this morning coming up on March 10th. Our Memorial Day picnic is going to be May 27th at Westwood. Um, we're going to, kids, uh, the youth are going to uh, Harvest Christian Camp. We don't know exactly when the date is, but they're going to participate. Of course, we have our mission trip to Honduras. If you haven't let Chuck know, please do soon. Hopefully, if we can get a day that doesn't rain for some reason, we just can't do a pool party for uh, who knows why. But So I moved it to, to the 19th, the week before. <laughs> I'm just going to shift it around until we lock in that date. So anyway, our pool party outreach at the pool at Baker Park. Celebrate recovery on the nights, and then our church Christmas parties December 7th, 530 at Memorial Park. There's going to be lots more dates, but that's all we got. So amen. All right. So next, we're going to have Chuck come up. He's going to introduce a video on CR. So uh, let's give it up for Chuck. Good morning, everyone. Um, you know, Eric and Tom and the leadership team said goals and visions for uh, this year. What's your goals? What's your visions? Man, I've been praying about that and praying about that. And uh, the Lord just put it on my heart that, that Celebrate Recovery just helps somebody with God's anointing on it change one life. And that's what we're about is just spending time together and changing one life. So this video just says it all for Celebrate Recovery. Um, so Sunday nights at 6 o'clock. There is power. 
name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Let's give it up for Karen Haler. She's going to share about children's ministry. I'll do my little song and dance to get your attention. <laughs> um, is Jenny in here still? Okay. 
While she's coming up, I just wanted just a real quick commercial announcement, and I'll give you the answer to it. Um, how many want more glory in their lives? And how many want to be a part of a ministry that is highly favored by the Lord? Raise your hand. Try that again. Highly favored of the Lord. How many would want to be a part of a ministry? We should all have our hands raised. I'll give you the answers to both of those questions after Jenny shares something really quick that was on her heart. Um, so, okay. Hi. I have a video. Um, I don't know if it, I should start. It, it's going to be a lot of reading today. <laughs> so it's a reading video as well. This spoke volumes to me. It, I mean, it's changed my whole outlook. So. Before the world began, before the world began, you knew me and you loved me. Before the world began, before the world began, you That video is amazing, and it's um, just something to wake us all up. Um, I mean, some of the things that stuck out to me was that only 6% of people get saved after the age of 13, if they have not already by the age of 13. I am one of that percent, though. <laughs> Lord sought after me very hard. <laughs> um, so here at New Covenant, we are fortunate to have just an incredible staff um, of workers. And I, I would like everybody to stand. If you volunteer in children's ministry, just stand up because 
It's, yes, it is. Thank you. Yes, it, and if you're reading the statistics, um, you're making a huge difference in the children's lives, and, and it's at a very crucial time. Um, working in the bounce house is freeing up the teachers. I mean, sometimes you feel like you're just mindlessly babysitting, but you're freeing up these teachers to teach 20, not 40. You know, it, it is just, it's an amazing thing, and I'm sure you all know that it, it is easier to teach a smaller number. Um, everyone who volunteers makes a difference, and this is not something to take lightly, and we're helping the beliefs of our children that will most likely, they will die believing. So um, it's just opened up a new aspect of my, of, of, of us turning our hearts towards our children, and I just, I am so thankful for that. And um, we're bringing glory to the kingdom of heaven when we bring, when we're volunteering in there, and I just thank you, everyone. Um, and it's something that stuck out with Lynn last week when he was talking about his children taking out the trash, you know, and like, it don't grumble, when they grumble doing it, you know, it's like it doesn't bring honor, you know, to him. And so I just want everyone to just find their joy when they do volunteer in the children's ministry because we are making a difference in these lives. We are. We are building a kingdom, and we are, we're all, we're their, we're their Jesus to them. And that's just, I mean, thank you, everyone. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me was the four out of five um, children or leader church leaders four out of five uh, what did it say grown and were raised in church and we're ministering to about 70 children a week in our children's ministry so I'm not a very good mathematician <laughs> so I don't know what all that equals out to what what percentage but that's a that's a pretty high percentage um, of our children that we're we're ministering to are going to come out and be church leaders so um so to answer the little commercial question, um, it's real simple. Um, to get more glory and to uh, be a part of a highly favored um, ministry is volunteer in children's ministry. It's real simple. Um, it doesn't take 20 scriptures to back it up. It doesn't take a brain scientist to figure it out. Um, God says, do unto the least of these as you would do unto me. And... Um, not that they're the least, because they're not. They are our leaders, our future leaders, and our leaders even now. So, um, and I, Jenny, thank you for sharing and, and thanking for um, all you that do help and serve. Um, I know for me, and I can speak for Tina as well, and Sean, and, and Dwayne that are other teachers, and Rachel, and Exie, and there's a whole thank you for serving in the bounce house because it truly does free us up instead of trying to teach 40 children at one time we've got it broken down to 20 and it's so much more manageable and we feel like we're more effective so thank you um you bounce house helpers because i know some of you are like i have to do that <laughs> but you're serving us as teachers so um some things that are going on in, in children's ministry for this year are exciting. Um, last year, several of us attended a conference at the Creation Museum. Um, it was really awesome and very eye-opening and very enlightening of um, how, uh, how the evolution um, doctrine is being indoctrinated into our children in the public schools um, through children's programs, um, just in every book they read, textbooks, 
um, they are being taught that um, we were not created by God, that they have evolved from whatever, the Big Bang, and so on and so forth. So we attended this conference. We walked away and we're like, we've got to change that here at New Covenant Worship Center. So we have taken on the creation curriculum and we just um, started it. Tina and I are piggybacking each other. Um, so she does two weeks and I do two weeks. And we are teaching these kids about why and who they were created from. And um, we want to get them before that critical age, before that becomes who their belief and their foundation. Um, we want God, their creator, to be their, their foundation. So we're in the process of teaching that. We just started. Um, you've noticed some differences in the hallway. Well, we wanted to um, correlate our teaching with the hallway, so we have embarked on a very large <laughs> undertaking. <laughs> and, um, but I think it looks really good. What we are doing are the seven days of creation down the hallway. Um, we just really want the kids to get it in them so when that they walk out of this church and they go on and minister to wherever, that then they can share what they have been taught and learn and take it to their world. So we're um, doing that, um, and we would like to have that completed by the 1st of September. Um, so we have been painting furiously and um, enjoying our fellowship with one another, and um, thanks to all those that show up and help. Um, we talked about the creation curriculum. Um, oof, that sound bad or something? Um, we're going to be having a conference in, in August um, with a Mike Seth. He is from um, the School of Supernatural. And, oh, sorry. A Mike Seth is coming in August for a conference um, for some of us leaders in children's ministry because we really want to get these kids. We're, we're, we're doing it now a little bit um, with the treasure hunts on um, every so many weeks. We, we bring the kids out and we do a treasure hunt and and we're getting them to be not the navel-gazing, self-absorbed, um, but we're trying to get them to think about others even at their age because they do come to church very self-absorbed. And, you know, I want to be with my friends, and I want to sit by so-and-so, but we really want them to start thinking about others. And they are powerful. You guys can all <laughs> have a testimony of what, when they've come up here, they have hit it right on, and they're praying for you adults, and we're seeing those prayers answered because of these these kids, they hear from God, and um, they're our leaders. Um, nursing home outreach, um, I keep getting little, when are we going to go back to the nursing home? When are we going to go back to the nursing home? And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. Because I miss it, some of the kids miss it. But what the problem was, we, we have so many children in children's ministry that it is not feasible to take all of them. It was just becoming mass chaos when we would go there. So what I've decided to do is um, every quarter we're going to go to the nursing home on a Sunday afternoon, meet there. Um, you're not going to drop your kids off. You're going to join them. Um, it's not going to be my responsibility um, to watch all your kids, your children. Um, I think it's good for all of us to minister together with our children. Um, so we're going to go there. Um, I can't remember. Once a quarter is coming up end of April. Um, I need to get those to put on that calendar, don't I? I just thought of that. So be looking for that on the calendar. Um, we'll meet there, minister to um, the residents there by playing games, 
We play games with them, puzzles, um, just visit it, pray, visit with them, pray with them, um, just hang out with them. They love it. And the nursing home loves when we come um, because they just, they never have people come anymore. And so the, and it just brings life to the whole place. So um, is that it? And I don't know what else was in that bullet. Okay. This was my note, so. Amen. Shelly, why don't you come on up? Would you like a chair? No. You can have my stool over there. Okay. Well, um, sorry, I'm, I've been crying all day. I'm pregnant hormones in the presence of the Lord, it just kind of... Um, now I'm all congested sounding, so I apologize. <laughs> um, I am going to try not to make this all about me, um, however, because it's all about God, and I'm here to talk about Flip 180, um, but there are some changes that God is bringing to my life, and that is directly affecting Flip 180, so I do need to do it briefly. Um, so just bear with me as I kind of fill out uh, what's pertinent and what's not, and I'm just trying to share my heart, and so, um, but um, there's obviously transitions that's happening in my life. Um, I'm obviously getting ready to have a baby. Um, this will be the sixth member of our household. Um, well, I mean, five at home. We've got five children at home. One's an adult. I have a grandbaby. Um, I'm homeschooling my 10-year-old. I've got teenage boys, a toddler, and, and an infant, and woo, and my life is crazy busy. And so the number of hats that I wear are um, pretty insanely intense um, right now, and it's good. I'm really excited about it. But um, God has been dealing with me in the last six months or so about getting my um, home in order um, with um, being a wife and, and, and a mother to my kids and things like that and, and building my foundation on the rock, um, being a doer of the word. And so um, I am, and, and along with that, God is also calling me to um, another area of ministry that um, is just a little different um, in the area of um, natural remedies and healing through um, just basically, I know he's called me to school to be a naturopathic doctor. And so, um, and that's all um, in God's timing, because I don't know how this is all going to go down. Um, but I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like Neo in the movie um, The Matrix. You remember when um, he's like, you know, has the choice of taking the two different pills, you know, and he takes the one where he's awakened to something. Well, that's what's happened to me in this whole area of natural healing is that I, I took the pill and I've been awakened and I can't go back. And um, this is just, I know this is an area that God has led me to. And, and so I'm just willing to embark on the journey. That's just what I'm, I'm willing to do. I'm, I just have said yes to the Lord. And in that, um, right around December, the Lord actually, it's been a little bit longer than that, but right around December is when the Lord got louder about it. Um, about um, stepping out of leadership of Flip 180 and moving into this other transition of my life. And so, um, but I bucked the Lord because I said, well, you know, if you're going to have me step out of something, I'm supposed to have raised somebody up in it. And so, you know, this doesn't make any sense. And, and we wrestled 
you know. And um, and the Lord said, he said, spout, and I will provide. I will provide someone to step in. He promised me that, like I stood on that promise, because this was really, really hard for me, because like I gave birth to this five years ago. You know, it's like I'm, oh gosh, I'm in such mourning. I'm like, you're asking me to step down from this thing that I gave birth to and like just walk away. And I'm, I'm not really walking away. I'm just stepping out of leadership. But, um, but God said, I promise I have somebody, but this person's not going to walk into it until you walk away. And I was like, mm. and so um, I met with leadership and, you know, and they heard my heart. And, but the other thing that God promised was that um, in me stepping away, that God was going to, you know how you always feel like you have something to do with the ministry that you're doing, and it's really just God. It's really just God. And God promised me, he said, it's going to be bigger and better than you ever even thought about it being. You know, you don't have anything to do with it. In fact, your vision's too small for it. You're kind of getting in the way. And so um, <laughs> and so I was like, well, okay, it's going to be greater than I could have ever dreamed. And so I'm really excited about that. But um, right now, um, right now we're in transition. We're not ready to release. We're not ready to release any, any names. No. But God did fulfill his promise, and he has put it on some people's heart to, um, to step into it. And um, he came through a dream, and, and there's just some other things. We're all still working it all out, but um, it's not dying. It's just in transition. It's going to be bigger and better than I'd ever thought about that I could conceive, and I'm excited about that. And so um, I still want to be involved in the ministry as far as teaching, because like, these kids are like, I love them so much, um, and so, but that's basically it, so. All right, well, we're going to bless Shelly. Amen. She is a blessing, and this isn't a, this isn't a bad thing. This is a good thing. I just want to say I'm proud of you, and I love you. I thank God that you follow him. So just stretch your hands as we bless Shelly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the life of Shelly Hansen. Thank you for her faithfulness. Thank you for her vision, for her leadership, for someone who does the hard things and goes after the hard things. And so right now, God is... Um, we navigate this transition. We release her from the leadership. And we bless her, God, in the next stage of glory. She follows you and she follows your way for her life, God. We expect more great things, Lord. And so we bless her this morning. We release her and we thank her, God, for what she's done and what she will continue to do. We praise you, God, for her life and her family. And we honor her today, God, as a faithful one in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome.
All right, let's hear about the youth ministry. You're going to make it faster, Mike? Okay. Can you believe it? <laughs> I was like, can you do this in under five minutes? And he was like, oh. I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, youth is going excellent. It's going great. Um, they're growing up, and, and they're growing up in God, and they're learning how to hear from the Lord and how to pray for each other. And we have a great team of great servants that open their house. Sarah and Brian open their house anytime, all the time, which is really cool. And we're just making connections with them and building relationships, and it's going really cool. But um, some of our goals for this year, we want to go to a conference, not really acquire the fire. We want to do something a little more, um, a little more deep for them where they can uh, just get it, you know. So um, we're going to do that this year. And then just some basic things. This is kind of more of like a one-on-one -on -one basis. They're Brian and Chad have been doing some, you know, teaching them deer hunting and guns. And Sorry if you're against guns. Just tell us. Let us know. We'll deal with that. Um, gardening, fishing trips with the guys or girls, camping trips. Um, we're going to do a fun trip with them like Kings Island or Cedar Point or something along those lines. And. Brian's looking into missions trips. Do you know where he was looking in for 2014? Honduras, is that what he's, Peru? Peru or Honduras, we're looking 2014, not this year, but we're going to start that prep of passports and that stuff. Um, Harvest Christian Camp, we're going to be doing the teamwork study. I think Mike and I are actually going to be, are we leading it? Possibly facilitating it for the teens. Um, I know we're doing worship, but. Visiting, like, the hospitals and giving. Um, we're going to do some random acts of kindness, just kind of going out and being aware of people around us. Not really a treasure hunt, but more of being aware of who needs things um, and just giving without receiving. Um, fundraising. That is not a soup sale. That's my husband's bad spelling. That would be soap. Soap. Not soup. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Yep, he tries. Um, it's soap, like laundry detergent is what that is. Um, we just found out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tom. <laughs> we just found out that we can do the, um, the like, five-gallon buckets, and each bucket, I think the youth makes, like, 12 bucks off of every bucket sold. And it's a pretty easy fundraiser to get people to do. Um, so that, and then we're talking about doing, like, a dinner. Um, what was the dinner this And a possible chili cook-off. I know we were talking along those lines, too. And I'm going to beat Carmen. <laughs> Just saying. Um, teaching topics. We're doing dreams and journaling, um, how to handle everyday problems, and how to hear from the Lord. And Brian's kind of been going through just talking about questions, dealing with family, school, life, real questions, not about your brother's husband's girlfriend. You know, just real, real trust. And they're really trusting each other and trusting us, and we're trusting them. And, yeah, they're getting visions. And it, it's been, it would blow your mind. I wish I could get them up here, all of you guys up here, to, to see what they're doing in, um, in youth because it's really, it's really pretty cool. 
pretty powerful. There's, there's, you know, they're giving prophetic words to each other and stepping out in ways that are scary, and they're doing it. Um, Chris Robinson is taking them out. Is it the third Sunday, Mike? The third Sunday of the month to talk about um, the same thing, kind of that our um, our our kids ministry is, except on a deeper level with creation and um, apologetics and that that type of stuff. Prophetic evangelism conference. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, if parents have any questions, our youth team is going to be over here after church if you have any questions on, you know, what we're doing with your youth and topics and that type of stuff. And we're, we're um, as a youth team, going to have a meeting with parents to, you know, just if you have any questions about what your kids are learning. So we're willing to answer. But we will be there after church. Just to piggyback off that for a quick minute, if you're thinking the deer hunting and the gardening is all kind of crazy sounding, if you've read the book of Revelation, do you not think that we need to teach our young kids how to be able to provide for themselves and their family if something ever happens? That's the purpose of letting them shoot guns so they're not afraid, so they can feel what it feels like to have that in their hands, so they can go deer hunting and provide for their family if they need to and go fishing and know how to skin the fish and fillet it and uh, grow a garden so they know how to the uh, the natural and the spiritual aspect of planting seed sowing reaping watering taking care of because again so is the natural in the supernatural together you know in the spirit realm and the natural realm a lot of things are the same if we want them to know how to sow in the spirit then they should probably know how to sow in the natural. So, and, and you can use it as lessons, you know. And I want to encourage you as parents, because the one thing we really want is we want you included. So as you have questions, if you have comments, if you think we need to go a totally different route, we want you to bring that to us. Don't talk to another parent, and then start a gossip session. Just come directly to us. You know, we got a whole team. You can talk to any of them, and we want to help facilitate. We want to work together. We don't just want to do it by ourselves. And again, we've said it before, we want youth ministry should be about enhancing what you are doing at home. It's not us doing what you're not doing at home because, you know, you don't want to or whatever. Okay, we want to enhance what you are doing so all right as far as um she started to talk about prophetic evangelism um part of getting them to hear from god and what we're doing in our groups is preparing them to do that if they can hear from god to help each other then they're going to be able to go out and be four of the five who become the pastors the prophets the evangelists the fivefold ministries within the church all right so we're going to try to include them the next treasure hunt we do in the church will be done by the youth. Uh, Camp Grizzly's been doing great. Flip 180 has been doing great. But now youth is going to be the ones doing it. They've said they want to. They're ready to step out. So you're going to be watching them the next time. All right. Uh, on our goals for the evangelism team, uh, we want to do four prophetic evangelism conferences. That may or may not happen. We just did our first at Creekside in Indianapolis. It went very well. I would say we've got some good feedback. 
Friday night we had 60 to 65. Saturday morning we had 30 to 35. <laughs> so, um, and then the night of worship where we partnered with Creekside, we had over 150 for the night of worship. So it went very well. We got some very good response. People really like not just from an evangelism standpoint, but from a youth standpoint and asking the kids, people really like the team ministry aspect because I can't reach everybody. Ashley can't. Chad can't. But there are people that Chad relates to that shut me down. So team aspect is, is going really well. Um, we're team building with other churches in Newcastle and in the region. Now, that is both with youth and on evangelism. I've been meeting with some of the other youth pastors in the area, been meeting with some of the other pastors and some evangelistic people, and in the region as far as in Anderson and in Indianapolis. Um, we do have, we don't formally have a regional evangelistic team, but we have really built some strong relations with uh, the evangelists from Creekside, and we're, there'll be more stuff to come as we meet as a team and get together and come up with some dates. Um, we have uh, been networking with uh, New Life Camp and Harvest Christian Camp, so as far as evangelistically goes, uh, both places definitely want us to take some worship over there. Uh, they also want us to do some prophetic teaching uh, at both places, and uh, that's been a very good thing. Those have been, and those all built out of relationship. Um, you've been here now for well over a year about a prophetic evangelism manual. We are a lot closer than what we were last year, <laughs> and a lot closer than what we were three weeks ago. I think we've got about 23 or 25 page manual. Uh, that's been proofread several times, as you can tell from soup and soap. <laughs> so that's coming together very well. Our goal is hopefully by June to have a manual put together. Uh, we've checked on prices as far as turning it into kind of a book. Well, there's actually a cover. It's spiral bound. It looks professional. So um, again, enlarging our team members uh, from people from the region. Uh, New Life Church in Anderson, Church of Praise in Redfield, Creekside in the Indianapolis, Castleton area. Uh, there's a church in Upland, and I cannot remember the name, but it's a younger church. It's got a lot of Bethel-affiliated um, young people in it. Uh, Open Gate, I have uh, gotten in contact with Pastor Eric from there. Uh, Wellsprings in Pendleton, Open Arms here in town, Foursquare, uh, and Christ Fellowship. So these are just several churches that we've went to, I've went to, and we've talked to. We're trying to build relationships because, again, it's about our town, and it's about our region. It's about our whole area. Uh, improvement. We want to continue partnering with the Renet uh, out of Anderson. Uh, going to continue to build relationships in Newcastle and in the Indianapolis region. We uh, would love to be able, as we are learning, to work as a team, which from a leadership standpoint, and from a team standpoint, is not as easy as all you may think. <laughs> but we're learning how to work through those quirks and, and honoring each other and each other's gifting, uh, honoring me and my weaknesses. <laughs> and it's really coming together. There's been some interesting dynamics that maybe somewhere down the line as we can teach on team building here, they'd be great examples for people to see how it can and uh, hopefully should work. 
uh, and if you've noticed, even with youth and evangelism, our teams are husband and wife teams. Uh, so we really kind of feel, especially myself, that uh, for now that seems to be a way that God's wanting to really uh, see keep down the strain of ministry. So it's not just the husband going out and the wife staying home with your kids. Uh, it's husband and wives working together, and we're including our kids, and it's helping our families to uh, stay healthier instead of pulling them apart. The other area we want to improve on is not just we've really pushed supernatural evangelism, and that's not down here, um, but we want to work on natural evangelism, okay? Chuck and Dave, they go to the prison. That's natural evangelism, okay? Kairos, um, going out and helping somebody work on their house because they can't afford it, you know? Not everybody wants to go out and pray and heal people and prophesy over people. That's great. But a lot of us can go and help somebody on a roof. Uh, we do have a project that we can do that way that will be coming up in the spring. Um, you can outreach to people, older people, going to the nursing homes. Uh, that's one thing we want to start doing, even partnering with Karen to do that. Uh, going to the hospitals and visiting people. Uh, I have found out that if you go to the nurse's station, you can actually get a list of people that some nurse's stations keep of people who don't ever get visitors, where you can just pop in and say, hi, how are you doing? Or people from our own church who go to the hospital. So we really want to enlarge our focus. It's not just about supernatural evangelism, but it's about the natural part of evangelism that we can all do together. Uh, we do want to continue to go to the next level. So I'm, again, like I shared last year, I'm always trying to look for um, I guess it uh, could be crazier, but it, it increases your faith. It takes you up to that next place. Um, we want to go deeper in the prophetic, hearing the details of God, not just saying, hey, God loves you and he's got to change for you, but, hey, you know what? I know that you're wanting to quit your job in about two months, and God's going to provide another one. It'll probably be in this area. I mean, those are detailed things that God does want to share with you to help somebody know that, wow, there is a God. That's proof, because how did anybody know besides God? And that helps them give them the direction. Uh, doing local fairs and renaissance fairs, our team now is a little more deeper. So we can go to the renaissance fairs and do some spiritual warfare as far as on the supernatural side. Going to some local fairs and just hanging out, buying people's food, just as a random act of kindness to, and, and to bless them. Uh, bus stops hops, bus stop hops where we don't go with treasure maps. If you want to not go with that structure and really stretch yourself, where we go and we ride the bus for a day in Muncie or in Indianapolis, and we go from bus stop to bus stop, and we wait for God to highlight somebody. And then you just step out, and you go. Um, and doing the same thing at the malls. We've done the mall thing about a year and a half ago. It was uh, really fun. It was really stretching. Because, again, you don't have the paper. You don't have the map. The treasure hunting is just a tool to help you get to where you know how Dad talks to you all the time and how he speaks to you. So that's uh, about it. If you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to let me know or Chad know or Jeff know or uh, Craig or Keisha or Chris Hansen. And uh, we hopefully, as we get some more dates in line, we're going to keep you informed and uh, we hope to uh, see you join us in affecting our town and our region.
Oh, yes. We got in trouble for that last time, didn't we? Okay, well, I'm just going to share a little bit of the vision uh, for Connect Groups, and then Scott's going to come up and share the goals for this year. We've had one four-month tr kickoff trial kind of thing with the new way that we're doing um, Connect Groups, and so raise your hand if you got a chance to be in those Connect Groups. Yes, a lot of you, because we actually have doubled in numbers, over doubled in numbers um, on attendance of people going to those groups. And I've heard lots of testimonies. We've shown a video, and you've seen that as well. I kind of want to give you a little bit of a vision. I'm a visionary. I love vision because I believe that we will perish if we don't have it. And that's what the Bible says, so I'm going to go with that truth. And the, the reason that I believe, and it finally hit me and when we were watching the culture of honor video and Danny Silk was talking about the redwood trees I thought oh that's why you want us to do it this way Lord he is I don't know if you know anything about the redwood tree but it's the it's the largest and the oldest tree on this earth and it does it, it it's huge like as big as around as a bus I mean the trunk of the tree is humongous and it stands super tall it's the strongest tree it's on the coast of California and it can withstand lots and lots of pressure and and um, crashing waves and, and all kinds of storms and the reason and how it does that is because it's not that its roots are deep that would be what I would have thought it's actually that the roots are connected to each other the trees are connecting and so if I have Tom up here get up here Tom I like to boss Tom around because he likes to boss other people around if 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 I'm a, a redwood and he's a redwood, we're going to stand together. Our roots actually link together. That's, that's what they do. And so because that makes us stronger together. And I believe that that's what the Lord's doing with our connect group. Thank you, redwood tree. Um, I think that's what the Lord is doing with us in this connecting of our hearts. And we have to stay in relationship with each other even when it hurts. Maybe there's been some conflict, and honestly, I'm praying that there is, because that's when we get repentance, that's when we get healing, that's when we get restoration, and that's when we see revival. And so that's what this Connect group is all. I was so excited because I could tell you, okay, this is what the Lord's doing. And so hang with us as uncomfortable it is, as it is to switch out of your comfort zones. Every four months, we're continue, continuing to do that all year long. So it's a good thing. We're preparing an army. We have to be united, and we're just becoming redwood trees. So that's how we're going to move forward in the vision of, of this this year as well. Next year may be a little different, but we'll have to wait and see what the Lord does for that. So Scott's going to share as uh, the goals, the concrete goals that we have this year. But I want to encourage if you have not signed up for a Connect group so far, Please do that. I, there's sign-ups back there. We need to get the groups together. So if you're a late bloomer or a procrastinator, please don't do it any longer. We need it today because uh, we have to get those groups together. Get them to the leaders so that they can call you and tell you what group they're in. So, yeah, Thank you. All right. Yeah, um, I do want to share the goals, but I also want to bring a, a word of encouragement too. Um, you know, God gave Carmen the Redwood analogy, and I feel like he gave me a mountain analogy. Um, you know, sometimes we think about mountains always being obstacles that we, we want to move, right? You know, we want to move out of the way or we want to try to go around them, even though we shouldn't. But some mountains I think we're supposed to climb. And I feel like the Lord told me that this is a mountain that we are to climb. Um, 
to go over because we, and really, we aren't even at the foothills yet of this because like Carmen mentioned, we've only done four months of this. And if you didn't have a weather issue come up or somebody was sick or something, at best, you met eight times, right? And so I, I would encourage you not to get discouraged and, and continue to push forward, continue to attend these groups, sign back up if you haven't yet because we are just at the, the, the foothills of, of the mountain that the Lord wants us to climb. And when we climb that mountain, you know, the other thing he showed me is along the way, you know, if you've ever seen like an elevated lake in a mountain, even a picture of one. If you haven't seen it yourself, you've seen a picture. And the Lord said, well, what, do you, what comes to mind when you see that? And the first thing that comes to my mind is that's not supposed to be there, right? A body of water, I say, shouldn't be 2,000 feet in the air on a mountain. And so I think what the Lord is saying is he's showing us there are things along the way as we climb this mountain together that he's going to show us that are awesome, that are majestic, that are beautiful, that we didn't think were going to be there. But we see him and we think, wow, that's amazing. And we camp there for a while and we take it all in and then we go on higher. And when we get to that summit, which can be, it could be years from now, guys. This is just the next chapter of where we are in this. But when we get there, what he has in store for, for us is amazing. So I just, I beg you to, to keep, keep going. If you didn't plug in last time, plug in this time. If you plugged in last time, plug in again. Keep doing it and just know that he's got great things in store for us. So. And with that, so real quick, uh, simple goals we kind of have in mind, um, and we've talked about the importance of group sizes remain small. We've got great participation, which is large numbers of people, but we do want groups to remain relatively small and effective that way. They can be small, intimate groups where we build trust. We want to keep group sizes 8 to 10. Um, the smaller, the better in that regard in terms of building trust. Um, so um, we want to add groups as we do this. Our goal officially is to have eight at least eight connect groups that are family groups by the end of the year. And as a praise, we already have seven. We've actually introduced two new groups this time around. So, you know, we had, we had a group split, a leader group split off and another group, uh, a, a team of leaders come out of a group, which is exactly what we're supposed to be doing here. It's this multiplication within the groups. You know, here's sometimes you these talked about cell groups, cellular, where they divide, multiply. So it's, it's happening. And so I, I praise the Lord for that. So we've got seven groups. We want to continue to add to that. Um, the second goal is while we have these groups, each of the semesters, as we call them, we want to have a collaborative connect events because to back up a little bit, our, our key words are connect, grow, and do. If you remember that, connect, grow, do. So we want to have one collaborative connect uh, event each, each semester that we meet. And so it could be something like uh, where the Simmons did their, their bonfire, you know, and we all, we all connect uh, as, as groups. Um, so we want to do that, and then we also want to have collaborative do events during the time, and that could be a, a form of outreach, a form of service. Um, you know, more to come on that. We will announce those as those come up, but those are things I feel God wants us to do um, to, to not only connect small and intimately, but also connect on a larger scale, too. So that's what we got. All right. I know we're going late. Hang in there if you can. We just got a couple more, and the most beautiful member of the ministry team is coming up to share. My very pregnant wife, Michelle. Okay, I'm here to talk about the inner healing ministry that we have going on here. And most of the time you've heard it called Theophostics. But because we're starting to implement some new techniques along with the aphostics, we can no longer just call it the aphostics. So um, when you've heard the term the transformation center, inner healing, that's what we're talking about, emotional healing and health 
what are the steps that I need to do to get to that? And so um, we, it's come a long ways because it used to be, you know, there were a few of us, hey, I'll try it. And so we just start connecting with whoever we knew. And then it started getting chaotic. So then we took it to the next step of, no, you need to go see me. You need to people go, no, call Michelle first, and she'll get you hooked up with somebody. And now we want to take it even further because we feel like the Lord is asking us to get this beyond ourselves. Again, it's, it's stop looking at ourselves, but look at our region. And so um, now we've developed some new goals to get us to get beyond just the people here in our church. And so we got some new steps that we're going to have happening this year. And so the first one is um, I'm, I'm going to teach a class in um, the spring semester starting here in March about some of the new techniques that Sozo has to offer. And so those that are trained in theophostics can add these new tools to their belts and help people to get freedom quicker. That's what it does. It helps people to get freedom quicker and to have a bunch of different tools to be able to use and pull from for whatever situation they got going in their life. And then from that class, I'm hoping to establish at least three new facilitators to add to the people that are already doing it so that we can open it up to a larger group of people than just ourselves. But right now we can't do that with the amount of facilitators that we have. And so um, that's one of our goals this year. And, um, and then by the end of the summer, we want to take it from just coming to see me if you want to see somebody to get some emotional healing. And we want to take it to a Sunday morning intake process where Connie is willing to be that facilitator of that, where you would come at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, fill out some simple paperwork that will let us know what you are looking for and that we can better equip you with the right facilitator. And so um, instead of coming to me, we're going to formalize the process of getting you on emotional healing in a more formalized way instead of being so casual about it so that when we begin to open it up to the to the city and the people in the city beyond ourselves that there is a process that's formalized that we can help them even better and so um, that's going to start at the end of the summer um, and there'll be more about that when we start doing that that way we'll make announcements and let you know how exactly it's going to happen and then um, by fall, though, we want to streamline it even more. It's not going to, we want to get it out of people's homes, and we want to get it here at the church. And so we, we have chosen Monday and Wednesdays because those are the two days that the least amount of things happen for the church as being our emotional healing days. And so our facilitators will say, I can do two hours on Monday at this time. And so we, we plug them in at the hours that they say they're available on those two days. And so you would come here to meet with them instead of meeting in people's homes. And um, which also make it just makes it better all the way around spiritually. Um, and even because spiritually, like when you got think people in and out of your homes and you're dealing with emotional healing, it's just always spiritually having your home ready for that. We're here at the church. It's, it's spiritually ready because of all the prayer and everything that goes on here. Does that make sense? Are you following me? And so um, that makes it better, and it's more formalized. It's more professional. So when we open these doors to other people, there's a, the professional level is higher also. And so, 
And that's important to people, you know, when they're coming in to seek help. I mean, that's we've just been trained that way, you know. And so we want to come off as professional, and we know what we're doing. And so we can be a greater influence in this area for people in this city. Um, and so those are the basic goals of things that we want to get going in this year. So I just encourage you guys to, you know, just a short testimony um, that even in my own life, what it's done for me. Because a lot of people are just like, well, I can take care of it on my own. And we kind of get self-sufficient. But, um, like, the Lord, I am so different today than, like, when Tom and I were first married and when, the way I filtered things. And because I've allowed the Lord to bring emotional healing. <laughs> um, and so I started to realize, one of the major revelations I realized is that in my childhood, my parents didn't speak my love language. I was very much affection and words of encouragement. And, I, and because of that, I felt rejected by my parents, which then became this self-proclamation that I made for myself that if I wanted anything to happen in my life, I was going to have to do it for myself. And I became very independent and controlling and manipulative in my own ways. And um, the Lord just, he brought healing up to all that. It's not that I had horrible, horrible parents. I mean, they didn't abuse me in any way. It was just that, you know, it all began because they didn't speak my love language. And they didn't see the importance of that. And, um, and so the Lord showed me that I first rejected them, and therefore they rejected me. And because I began to forgive them, and even had me go back and apologize to them face-to-face for doing that. And the moment I did that was just a few years ago, maybe like three years ago. Um, my relationship with my parents has really turned around, which has also brought me a greater revelation, Father God and the Holy Spirit, and because the Holy Spirit represents our mother and that aspect of what our mother does for us. And my parents say I love you on the phone now, which never happened growing up, and um, there's just a huge dynamic and change in my relationship with my parents that I've always wanted but held them captive because of what was going on in me in my own misperceptions uh, from childhood. And so I just really encourage anybody that's been contemplating, do I need this? Do I want to do this? Am I willing to do this? I'm saying go for it because get healed and get on with what God has for you and be who he's called you to be and not be held captive by your own misperceptions and unforgiveness and all that junk that just holds us back. Amen. Come on up, Barbara. It's been my pleasure to lead the altar ministry team. The altar ministry team began last summer with 24 people, and we've served the church in faith and in love. The teams work together in one accord, and I've been so pleased to be a part of this group. They've been willing to step up and help at a minute's notice. I can just call on anyone, and, and I thank them for that. 
We began by making a pamphlet um, that we put out for people that come in so they would know the uh, services that are available, the anointing of the sick. You know, you can receive a prayer cloth. You can take that with you. They are prepared and ready to... Uh, to uh, pray salvation with you, the Holy Spirit, deliverance, any need you bring to the team, we know the Lord is ready to meet that need, and we believe that the faith will be there. Each person has attended a prayer class that was given here at the church, so we've tried to keep all of our teaching uniform and our actions uniform, so we act as one. Um, <clears throat> let's see, where did I, um, we wish to uh, meet all of your needs, so um, we, we just need you to believe and trust in uh, the prayer group and know that they're here to serve you and to love you. We expect the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow. Hallelujah, they're there for the church to use. Uh, this year, I'm going to be adding new members to the team. And I don't know how many that will be at this time, but I'm anxious to do that. I also want to add apprenticeships. I'm, you'll be seeing a person who has, um, is learning to pray for people with someone who's been praying with people. So we're going to have apprenticeships. So don't be afraid to step right up and let those people learn using you because we need candidates. Um, we have several wonderful testimonies that have come. There's been healings. There's been, um, the Lord has answered prayers, and we want to collect those stories, and maybe we can get Mr. Hansen to make us um, a video. Um, <clears throat> also a part of the altar ministry team leader's job um, where I'm serving and those that will be serving uh, for me is to uh, steward any prayer requests that you have to pray for others. If you're a non-prayer team member and you have an urge to pray for someone, you are to come and um, speak with me. Um, we're here to serve. It's been my pleasure to serve all of you, and you all have been so wonderful. God bless you. Wow. I am, <clears throat> I cannot believe it's what time it is. I am not going to go over every point that I have here on the pastoral uh, stuff because you guys are really good readers. Okay. And there are some things there where we're trying to uh, it, really create a culture here at New Covenant of care. And so there are some things of equipping and all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to let you read that. And uh, there are some really powerful things that happened in 2012 with the new altar ministry getting started, the connect groups getting started, the youth, new youth ministry getting started. There's been a lot of powerful things that have happened this year, and we're excited about that. And I just want to praise the Lord for 2012, but 2013, I believe, is going to be a huge year where his kingdom will come even in a greater measure. Um, I am not going to go over that. I'm going to, as far as the financial report, uh, really everything, praise the Lord, everything got paid. Um, the salaries were down by about 12% because we paid Chris Kelly 
on the youth ministry through May. And then for the rest of the year, we did not have any salaries. But the salaries consist of myself, Tom, Connie as a part-time secretary, and our custodian. And um, everything else there is pretty much uh, the same as last year, except for the electric bill was up like 10%, and the gas bill was up like 15%. But those are... You know, it was a hot, hot summer, and that's probably why the electric was up quite a bit and gas. And then our insurance was up like 29%. And uh, we were, were talking with our agent on that to see if we can get better, uh, better in that area. <clears throat> it's kind of funny, as I, as I did the totals on the finance, our, our income from last year, there was a $400 difference from last year. We, we were down $400 total. I think uh, it's, it's really weird how it just stayed pretty much the same as last year. Uh, the tithe was actually down just a little bit, but total income, as you can see, was $203,000. So um, we basically had a net gain of around $5,700. But the good news is we are totally out of debt this year. And can we have an amen on that? So the, the building got paid off this year uh, in January uh, of this year. And, uh, but if you have any questions on any of that stuff on the financial report, it is important. Uh, we feel like the Lord has called us to be good stewards uh, of, of his money. It's not ours. And we, we try to be very uh, vulnerable and real with everything that's in there and where the money goes. And so you can see where it all goes. And uh, praise the Lord. He has met our needs. And uh, I believe next year is going to be a greater year. So with that. Again, as Tom said, if you have questions, I am sorry we kept you this long. Really, I did not anticipate it was going to be this long. We should have cut worship maybe down or did this first and did worship after. So I do thank you for those of you who are able to hang in there with us. I apologize it went that long. Um, it almost made us fast today, halfway through our lunch, right? But guys, thank you. It's been a wonderful year. I really see God has some great things for us. Um, if you have any questions, see us. We love you. And God bless you in Jesus' name. I hope we didn't wear you out too much. But uh, God bless you. Have a great day. Love you. And please continue to pray for Daniel and Kennedy Kennard. Um, we did get a text during service, and the heart of the child that they had was too unstable, and they could not use that heart. So baby, baby Caleb is still looking for a heart. Please lift up. Baby Cable. Amen.